Hello and welcome to the Groove Sofa podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Lucy. And together we want to invite guests to come and share their grief with us. Our aim is to cover a whole range of grief from a whole range of people. We're sorry for your loss, but we are glad that you have found us. Thank you for listening to the Groove Sofa podcast. In today's episode, we speak to Jodie, who talks about her sister, George. George died by suicide four years ago. Jodie shares how it changed her life and all the motions that she went through and continues to go through. We hope you enjoy learning about Jodie's sister and can feel the George joy in this very special episode. Hi, my name's Jodie. I lost my sister George um her name's Georgia but I called her George in on the 4th of December 2017 so it's literally coming up to the anniversary she died by suicide while she was um studying at university and it was a massive massive shock um and um yeah miss her every day so I'm glad to be able to be here and and speak about her because she always will be a very incredible person who um, yeah, means a lot to me. So, oh, Thank you so much for joining us today and especially around the anniversary. I mean, anniversaries are so tricky, um, but I'm really looking forward to kind of hearing uh, more about George and about your kind of experiences since, since her death. That's really difficult. I mean, suicide is such a complicated grief. Um, and I think it's until, unless you've experienced it, it's a very, very unique kind of grief. You know, where were you in your life when when this happened? Um, so when George died, I was actually studying my, my master's in educational leadership. And I was literally, I had my last lecture um, due to be the day after um, I got the call to say that she died to my last lecture before Christmas. I had one more module after that. So I was very much, you know, in study and work and kind of getting on with life and everything was kind of going along quite well and yeah, massively through me and I never never finished my master's, never wanted to kind of carry it on because I didn't have that passion to finish it anymore because my world just was so different to um, mm. kind of how it was before. So Wow, gosh. And do you know what, actually, um, we were talking about this just before we started recording was about how when you lose somebody when you're young, your life just changes course completely. You know, what did you end up doing after you didn't finish your master's? But what did you end up going on to do? It kind of it was a strange one because I'd, I'd been in a job for quite a while and my master's was like sort of part time alongside work and you know it was it wasn't you know it wasn't my whole life so to kind of stop it didn't feel like the biggest thing at the time it felt like it was the right thing to do because I was like how am I possibly supposed to write a massive dissertation on things when I you know my whole world has completely changed and I ended up just kind of carrying on with the job that I had I, I didn't go back to work for sort of a month after um my sister died because I just didn't I, I work in I work in nurseries so I work um with young children and it just felt like I there was no way that I could face little people every day when you know I was need a lot of emotional capacity to deal yeah. with small people who have Absolutely. lots of emotion <laughs> they want your happiness every day and they want your you know you've got to give them everything and I just I couldn't give them what they kind of needed and I remember coming back after 
and a lot of families just thought I was just off because it was Christmas time and it was then having to kind of tell people and I was very open with it I very much sort of said like this is kind of what's happened because there was no way I was gonna yeah but um yeah a lot of people like well how are you how was your Christmas and I was like it's yeah not it wasn't um it was the worst Christmas of my life um a lot yeah yeah a lot of confusion a lot of trauma so yeah I don't know it was um it was a difficult time Um, yeah yeah, of course and like you know you said that your sister died by suicide and it was like a huge shock and stuff you must have been in shock for such a long time and those early few months and like even years that going past must have looked so different to what you would have been expecting yeah I mean the thing is with my sister um you know two weeks well two and a bit weeks before she died was her 21st birthday and I'd seen her just sort of three days after her 21st and we were just talking and we went to the shops together and we were chatting away and she was telling me how how great her birthday was what a great time she was having at uni and she seemed so positive and so happy and such like her normal upbeat self that there was absolutely nothing and I keep I always think about it there was absolutely nothing that I saw in her that would have made me think that you know only a few weeks later that she felt that that she couldn't be here anymore um so it it was very and I still I still struggle with it but I'm much more able to kind of in my head understand that she didn't feel able she didn't know how to kind of express how she was feeling and and she would never have hurt anyone else and the only person that she felt that she could take this sort of anger and upset out on was herself and that's kind of how I've learned that's a horrible way of saying like learn to live with it because yeah yeah it's yeah there was so much confusion and so much like unanswered questions and yeah it yeah was just I mean it still is but it, yeah somehow that's, I tried to do it but yeah that's such a um it's such a hard I don't know what word to use but I like the word that's coming to my mind is it's like it's a really painful but beautiful way of describing it and like you know it's just like such a painful and like such a horrible experience to have gone through and yeah it's just like so hard to sort of wrap your head around those things and like you said so many unanswered questions and so many you know your head must have just been like absolutely like rambling through what did I miss what did I you know did I miss anything was there anything and you know they're clearly clearly you didn't and it's just one of those really terrible terrible things that's happened so you you mentioned like confusion being one of the emotions how would you describe like other emotions that you were feeling in those few months and like as the years had gone on I think um the early days it was yeah it was confusion it was a lot of guilt in that thought of what what did I miss what did I not see um the day before she died we were messaging about what we were getting our little brother for Christmas and and I just for so long was was thinking why didn't I ask her how she was why didn't I ask her like what was going on in her life what was was going through her mind why did I not extend it and and speak to her and that really it haunts me so much like it always will um and there was a there was a slight bit of anger at the early days when I first when you know 
we went we went down to where she lived um while she was at uni in brighton we went down there and and when i went to see her body and things i i remember being so angry being like why why would you why would you do this but it's because i had no understanding at that point about suicide about what could have possibly going through her mind I, i was so confused as to how she'd got to that point um and the anger went very quickly. I don't have any anger towards her at all. It, and I don't think it was ever anger at her. I think it was anger at yeah. the anger at myself for not knowing and anger at, at the whole situation. And that I just I just couldn't mm. wrap my head around what made her feel like that. Um, and so often in grief, I think we have this really unexplained anger where you're like, mm. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know how to manage it. And so yeah. it's just like, this kind of ball of anger that just kind of builds and builds and builds inside you and it's so difficult to like pinpoint it and it's so difficult because you don't want to blame the person but you're like surely this is not happening like how how is this my reality I'm angry at this being my reality now and I think that's really difficult to process especially in those first you know few years lots of people talk about you know after losing somebody to suicide about the impact on their own mental health you know did you how did your mental health then kind of react to this kind of situation what you know what what sorts of things kind of got you through well the last four years I suppose whilst you've been navigating this grief I think um I think I became a lot more um anxious and I was always a I was always a bit of an anxious person um but I became much more anxious about I don't know if I don't even know if anxious is the right word but like about losing someone else or or someone else feeling how how George felt because I didn't know with George and I was constantly worrying about everybody else going what if someone else feels that way and I don't know and it, it was just a constant in my cycle in my head going like oh the you know somebody else is going to die now because I've just lost my sister like somebody else is you know it's just going to just going to start snowballing because I felt so kind of lost um and anxiety has definitely kind of played a part in the last four years massively I'm I'm just I'm just a massively more anxious person about kind of everything and um I I think I've I found coping mechanisms through sort of like support groups um massively I mean I don't know where I would be without support groups I remember going to one of my first ever ones and crying my eyes out the whole way through but coming out of it the other side and going wow okay I needed I needed to do that I needed to release it and um yeah I really don't know where I'd be without without that um that's so so nice yeah it's finding those places isn't it it's yeah that you feel comfortable to to share and to and to be vulnerable and and to have your emotions kind of basically on display yeah absolutely and I think you know when you're first thrown into grief it's such an unusual feeling like it's a Mm. feeling like no other and you're so lost in all of these emotions and we're so kind of trained to just kind of keep going like just power on through go back to work like go back out on nights out like go and do the things that we normally do and so when you find people who you can sit with like a support group and you can really let everything out and you can just be around people who are like-minded who have shared experiences it just 
it's such an overwhelming feeling of release you know being able to like okay this you know this is my new normal and I now exist in this version of the world and these are the people that are going to help me get through this and that feeling is just like nothing else because it can feel so so isolating at the beginning Mm. oh yeah absolutely And and I know especially in the first year I actively sort of after the first month of I did nothing I stayed at home I just was literally just in pieces every day and I I was really really struggling when I started to come back out into the world um, and go back to work and start doing things I threw myself so much into kind of going out um, and like you were saying about going out and I I really did I, I filled my weekends I filled every spare minute with with things in hope that that would that would somehow cure me and make me feel better in myself and actually it didn't it it massively impacted me I I cried to strangers at sort of three o'clock in the morning on you know in pubs like I don't know yeah they were nice people they were lovely people that were there for me it's strange the kindness of strangers were at those moments but it, it got to a point when I was like this is not healthy and I need to find I need to find something else to to help me actually speak about how I'm feeling and not just go out and block it and pretend like it's not you know not happening yeah and let the alcohol bring that barrier down and suddenly (laughs) you're like floods of tears I know because I was exactly the same after dad dad it's very much like gonna get on with it it's gonna be okay and then you know the first couple of nights out that I went on I mean I was just an an absolute mess and I think it is it's a really odd one because because you kind of feel like it's your way of coping and then you realize how unproductive that way of coping is and you realize that actually you're not processing anything you're just like going out yeah. and trying to fill that void with like people with energy with activities with mm-hmm. like pubs whatever it is <laughs> and it's just nothing's actually like you're not actually processing anything that's happened have you um so you say about support groups I, I think um you you're an ambassador aren't you for one of the charities so I do I'm a I'm a host for um the new normal um for their good grief um spaces um for it's complicated and also for girls talk so I do I you know I don't do them all the time but I I I'm one of the volunteers as a host for them um and I do their so I help to do their social media with a lovely team as well so I've been really kind of involved in that charity which has been um been amazing I've, I've been to quite a lot of let's talk about lost meetings the London group um and there's a charity called the Ollie Foundation which is all about um one life loss is enough which is a suicide prevention charity so I've sort of done a little bit of stuff with them to try and work on a sibling support program so I kind of I really threw myself into trying to do things um to kind of especially with the Ollie Foundation, I think it was very much a, this is a suicide prevention charity and what they're doing is such incredible work and I want to be part of it because I, I couldn't, so it's horrible to say, like, I couldn't save my sister and I feel like if I can help anyone else, then I'm, I'm giving, I'm doing something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something to try to support other people because, um, yeah, that, that feeling of not being able to save her is really hard so Mm. trying to help other people to navigate what they're going through and if I can bring any kind of 
support in any way to other people I feel like I'm yeah I'm doing something good um yeah you are you are and I think that's it you know so many of us turn to um trying to support others in their grief or trying to support Mm -hmm. others in uh their circumstances I work for cancer research and I do it purely because I just want to save more people's dads (laughs) I just am like if I I couldn't save my dad exactly what I said you know I couldn't Mm -hmm. save him and this gives me a bit of peace in knowing that maybe I can help other people have more time with their loved ones and that's really important for me and you know the way that you speak about your work especially around the suicide prevention I think that really resonates with me and you're clearly doing an amazing job so thank you for everything that you're doing for lots of bereaved siblings and uh and those you know experiencing mental health problems oh I don't I don't feel like I'm doing anything special I feel like I'm just yeah trying to do something and 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 I think it is when you go through a loss it, it is very much you want to try to you want to try and give give back and, and give and give something of you to others to to try and help and um I don't think I'm you know I don't think I'm doing anything special I'm just trying to honor my sister in a way that feels that feels right and I you know having those spaces as well like with the groups I I'm there to you know when I host a group I'm there to support others and facilitate the space and give them that that space but I'm also you know able to share my sister with other people as well and that's such a special feeling so I do it because I want to try to help others but I also do it because it means I get to tell more more people about George and the person she was and and that's really special as well because I think sharing your about your loved one is you know keeping their memory alive isn't it and that's such a such a special thing to be able to do um oh that's literally so lovely to listen to you and like whether you believe it or not like you are 100% are a really special person for doing all the stuff that you do and I think that for me like again so obviously like I do volunteering as well Mm. and it's just like it's that for me to sort of make sense of the loss that I went through it's like well the only reason I went through that must be so that I can try and help other people and it's almost like a way of like getting your head around it and like trying Mm. to make sense of what's happened not that you ever can fully Mm. accept or understand what you've gone through Mm. um if it's okay with you I'd really like to talk about the impact of being a bereaved sibling um Mm -hmm. as as like quite often I think it's something that is like overlooked in the grief community and when Lucy and I started this podcast it was really important to us that we made this platform a space where people could talk about their mums their dads their sisters their brothers you know their uncles their friends whoever it was that they wanted to talk about so yeah if you're happy to talk about you know being a bereaved sibling specifically and like sibling sibling loss I'd I'd really appreciate that yeah no absolutely I think it's um it's so it's so hard because you know everybody's loss is is unique to them and nobody's loss is is bigger than anyone else's and and it's all about that love that you had or you have for that person and the fact that you can't show that love to them anymore and it, and it's kind of that's how it kind of builds up in your in your grief and your kind of experience after and I think you know I I always think that everybody's on the same level like of, of course every loss has a different 
kind of feeling but I feel like you know we're all we're all here because we lost someone that we we love we love so much and that we can't show them that love anymore um I think with sibling it's the biggest difference I think I found is is the is the sense that you know there's there's Mother's Day there's Father's Day which I know are horrible times for people that have lost mums and dads there's never you know there's a national sibling day but I think it's like an American thing and it's yeah it's not really acknowledged or spoken about in the same sort of way and I don't want a big fuss about sibling day because I think you know all those sort of days and things it's you're going to remember them every day and you're going to think about them every day so a particular day is not going to make a difference but I think sometimes I find with with siblings it's I you know I lost so much of my childhood um and so many years and years of of memories of of things that we did together and unfortunately in the early days it, it was very much people would come to me and ask me how my family were and didn't ask how I was because it was like you kind of expected to be kind of a yeah. bit stronger and support um so that that's what I think would be the hardest part but I think I've not found it ever to be a overly hard difference because I've always thought of it yeah. in the fact that it's yeah it's equal in the fact that it's your love for that person so everyone's journey is unique no matter what relationship it is if that makes sense that... yeah no that makes total sense um makes makes complete sense and like it's something that you know I see posted on like other sibling grieving accounts it's that classic question of when you're a bereaved sibling and someone's saying oh how's your mum and dad doing and then you're sort of there like well what about me like you know like I'm I'm bereaved as well like I'm I'm going through this grief as well but I think the way that you explained that was really good and you know that everyone's grief is like totally valid and like everyone's everyone's loss is their loss and each loss is completely unique we were speaking at the beginning of recording saying that on Saturday is actually the anniversary um and I was wondering if you wanted to speak a little bit about how you're feeling right now in that lead up to anniversary and can I just say like a special thanks for coming on at such a difficult time because I know it can be so turbulent mm. so yeah how, how are you feeling right now and are you planning anything on the anniversary or do you just tend to keep it fairly quiet yeah um I always tend to take a couple of days off around um the anniversary so I was off work yesterday and today and tomorrow because I, I always think I don't know how I'm gonna feel so I'm always kind of preparing myself by making sure I've got a few days so that I can then you know do what I need to do and also not be in the workplace where like I said earlier work with children and and have to be so happy and bubbly when I'm really like feeling yeah feeling it um I've had a very up and down couple of weeks like completely honest I've, I've been very I think the biggest thing at the moment for me is is the sense of the fact of coming up to four years it feels it just feels like it's you know time is going so quickly and things are happening in my life like you know potentially getting a house and and things are going on with that and life's moving forward and and I feel I feel it's really hard when life's moving forward and she'll never be further on than 
than where she was um because it was her birthday a few weeks ago as well so it, you know she should have been 25 and I just I think about where she should she should have been now and what she would have been doing and it's just just yeah I go massive roller coaster up and down of of emotions in the kind of this period of time and with the change in weather when it starts to get colder when there's snow it's all just like triggers of of the time when she died so right, right now and being able to speak to you I think is is a good thing I, I've, I've attended a quite a few groups this week um to, to talk and be able to kind of get it off my chest how I've been feeling um and I think that's been a good thing for me to do and um on Saturday I'm going to go to Brighton which is where she was at uni and um I'm going with with my like one of my best friends um I sometimes I, I go with like her her best friend from school I went last year with her best friend from school which was which was really special and um I'm going to just you know last year I ended up sitting on the beach having hot chocolate and watching the sunset which was a really you know special moment because I thought about the amount of times my sister probably sat on that beach probably not with hot chocolate but probably with you know a drink because she was a uni student um and I, you know it's kind of feeling a bit connected to her because Brighton was such a um a special place for her she she really was so excited going to that uni and and being able to be fully herself there um she was very very openly gay um and Brighton uni you know it has a lively lively place it's it's known for the sort of the community around there and she and she she loved it she absolutely loved it she felt she could be fully herself um so being able to go there I feel really really connected to her um and I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna take I've got these little um sunflowers um that I've that sort of really make me think of her and I'm gonna I've got a couple of little ones that I'm gonna take and probably put around in different places in Brighton and and I'm just yeah I'm gonna spend the day just going to places that I knew she loved and um allowing myself to feel connected to her really um because yeah going there it, it really does it makes me feel connected I try now to not go there and focus on the fact that you know that's where she died and and, and focus on the what actually happened but actually focus on the place that she loved and a place where she was very you know for the majority of the time very very happy in herself and and um yeah so that's so nice <laughs> I know well I'm sat here like crying <laughs> Brighton is an amazing place mm. um Brighton's a really special place for me too because it's where my dad like lived um for like most of his life and like well before he met my mum but he met my mum there and and I went there um over the summer and I sat on the beach for hours and hours and hours and I just watched the waves like roll in thinking like gosh he would have sat here watching this you know like and there's just something so so special about being able to go to places and feel connected and I'm so glad that your sister that you know that you've got that place with your sister and you know really hope that that's you know that Saturday's special for you and that you can feel that connection to her is there anything that you do you know on the really difficult days have you got somewhere near home or have you got special music or a film or anything that you will do to kind of feel connected to her when you're missing her 
yeah i mean i i have a i have a full playlist on spotify um that's called that's called george um which is just full of of her songs that she absolutely loved um a lot of them have been pulled from one of her playlists from her phone um that i got after she after she passed and and a lot of them and then i added a lot of songs from sort of our childhood and growing up of you know when we were growing up we we listened to such cheesy sort of it's very much cheesy pop music and we would just dance silly and and sing songs and and there's so many songs that have like a lot of connection for me with memories to her so I listen to those quite a lot um some songs are a lot harder than others some songs I can listen to really smile now which I never thought I'd get to a stage where I'd, I'd smile so much at a song but I think about how silly she was when you know there's Eminem songs where um I think it's the Eminem and I think it's Dido one um and she used to sing like the full rap for the Eminem part and I used to just do the Dido part because I just couldn't I, I mean I wouldn't be able to rap so we had that and, and now I listen to it and I, and I think about how she used to sing it and yes yeah, so it's mo it's mostly music I'd say is my biggest kind of connection yeah. um absolutely because she was I mean she loved every genre of music so there's nothing she didn't like but there's a lot of songs with connection and there's a lot of songs that she loved so it's usually my place my place to go um sitting and listening to you talk about your sister is honestly like so heartwarming and <laughs> like I genuinely mean it um when I say that I can hear like that love shining through so much and also like you share obviously I follow your so your socials mm. and you share stuff from time to time of your sister <laughs> um when you say she was silly like some of the stuff that I've seen is like hilarious um <laughs> and like it's just so special and yeah it just like it's it's just so horrible because like that loss that you've gone through is so immense but like I really feel like you're just like sharing her off to the world being like this is my sister you know like don't don't anyone forget about her and I think it's just like so beautiful that you are sharing her with the world um and yeah listening to you talk feels so wholesome and like so authentic and I'm just so grateful that you've come onto the podcast oh thank you um she she definitely was a unique character um <laughs> unique <laughs> <laughs> unique in, in all the best ways though and I you know I think I love it. the videos that I share of her I always get a bit nervous I'm like oh she you know she is not everyone's cup of tea because she was a little bit quirky sometimes but also she just was hilarious she just she just didn't care when it came to that sort of thing and and um yeah getting messages from people like you and like others when I did share those videos saying how she made them laugh that's really special like to hear someone say you know I'm, I'm laughing at how funny your sister was or it really kind of warms me to think like yeah they're, they're getting a glimpse of of the amazing amazing yeah she she was because she really was um oh and you set me off <laughs> so, oh you're oh. okay to take a minute if you want yeah no it's okay it's okay <laughs> um I had another question actually just like something a bit random that you mentioned and thinking about your page so you mentioned about taking some sunflowers down to Brighton and for anyone who follows your page knows that it's full of sunflowers <laughs> 
And I'm just wondering if there's like, is there like a specific reason for the sunflowers? Like, is there like a connection there or is it just that they're a beautiful flower? Um, so with the sunflowers, when when I first thought about, you know, setting myself up a page, it was very much like I felt like I needed a place to kind of write and and put down how I was feeling in words and things. And, and I, you know, through going to the new normal groups, people were talking about the pages they had. And I was like, oh, actually, I could set something up and just and just start writing. And it kind of gives me a bit of a release. And um, with the sunflowers, Georgia's favourite colour was... Um, was yellow she absolutely loved yellow which is such a random color it's so like bright bold and like but she loved it absolutely loved it and um sunflowers are just such a, a, a beautiful flower and I, and before she went to uni she had a lot of um a lot of self-doubt about how you know if she could manage it and I remember talking to her and telling her that you know and there was this little picture that I found online of like this seed that was in a pot and it says about how you'll 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 grow so much at the moment you're this tiny seed and you'll grow and you'll and you'll be this beautiful flower with all this knowledge and I remember sharing it to her and her being like oh Joe, that's so like lame like what you're on about sort of thing and she just she but she appreciated it as well and I know how much she appreciated it so I always think about flowers and especially sunflowers because of the, the bright colour and and how beautiful they are I always it makes me think of her now because I remember that memory so clearly of, of talking to her about that and um, yeah that kind of she didn't feel like she'd be able to grow and and she, and she was and she was growing and blossoming and yeah so I, I, flower, some flowers have just become a yeah a major connection now for me it's um that's so nice yeah. you're clearly a great big sis <laughs> It's so nice. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> um, it's been so nice listening to you talk about George and like, yeah, what Alice was saying earlier on. I just echo everything she was saying. You know, I just I love the fact that you talk about her in such a way that like I'm now itching to go and look at your Instagram page to watch <laughs> videos because I want her to make me laugh because <laughs> like just having a little bit of that George joy in my life like that sounds like a great that sounds yeah. like something really great that could happen so I uh, yeah thank you so much for sharing her with us today and one of the things that we we do is um you know we like to ask our guests if they're happy to to share a favorite memory with us and obviously you shared a few different things today but I was just wondering if you had a like particular memory in mind that always kind of stands out to you as something that's your kind of go-to that makes you smile it makes you cry you know yeah. it just makes you really think about her yeah I would say probably I mean I've got so many over the years of, of things that we did together and so many funny times where she just made me you know cry with laughter and I, I mean I cry I cry so easily I cry everything um but she used to make me cry with laughter and she found it hilarious that I cried with laughter she was always like look at you like all blotchy because you're crying so much at laughing but she, just how she was she always made me laugh so much um but what the last memory I really have with George and it, and it is you know one of the last ones and I, and I cherish it so much is um on that on the 18th of November, when I saw her for her birthday, for her 21st, um, we hadn't got a chocolate, we hadn't got a birthday cake in for her. We hadn't, you know, it, it just, we weren't prepared. So we were like, all oh, right, we'll go to the shops, we'll get a cake. And me, George and my little brother, 
we all went in her car and we plugged in my phone and and we we went through her music my music and my brother's music and my brother's music taste is awful um and she let me play some of my songs and I remember Pink's new album had just come out and there was a few songs on there and there was an Eminem and Pink song and and I was like oh George you'll love it because you love Eminem and I love Pink so this is like great and my little brother was like oh this is so awful and George would turn around to my brother and be like shut up George only wants this song this is what we're having sort of thing and yeah we just it was literally just a drive to Tesco's um and we went around Tesco's, we went to the cake aisle and she picked the biggest chocolate cake that she could possibly find and was like, yep, this is the one. And and I just remember her being like, yep, this is the cake that I want. And every year since she's died, I've on her birthday, I've now gone to Tesco's and got that cake because it was, you know, the last thing that we did together. And, and it, we had so much like we were laughing so much together in the car there and we laughed as we were going around Tesco's and you think it's just a trip to Tesco's in the car but it, it was such a special memory and it's one of the last that I have with her so mm, yeah I really, so precious. I really that. yeah. <laughs> that's so precious and it's so nice I mean Tesco's is never going to be able to discontinue that cake oh, <laughs> need to if put they, a petition. If they did, I don't know what I would do I really don't <laughs> I'd be distraught but <laughs> oh bless you Wow, it sounds like you just had such a special relationship. And, you know, that's that's come through this whole podcast. I can't, yeah, I've honestly just enjoyed listening to you so much because you've just got so much kind of, I don't know, the love is there so, so, mm. like, obviously. And it's just so special being able to listen to you and um, listen to um, how much amazing person she was I was just wondering to kind of finish up like you know we talked about how difficult sibling grief can be and how isolating it can feel especially at the beginning have you got any you know advice for people who maybe are facing you know their first Christmas without their sibling or you know navigating through their sibling grief at the moment yeah I mean I think the biggest thing for me and what I've definitely learn over the time um is just to keep speaking about them like I speak about her so much and I learned this from um the, one of the founders of the new normal Jack he always says that if somebody speaks to him um sometimes they'd think that his dad is still alive because he talks about his dad so much in like it's just a normal conversation for him and he brings his dad into into conversation constantly and I, I remember hearing him say that and being like yeah, I want to do the same with George. And I now speak about her so much that people at work who, you know, I've moved jobs since she died, like still nurseries, but I've moved jobs and, and they all know about my sister and they know about who she who she was because I think when you've got someone and, you, and you're missing someone who was such a big part of your life, um, to talk about them and to, to share them with other people, it's such a special feeling and I think Christmas I mean Christmas is never going to be um an easy time again my sister absolutely adored Christmas and she had the biggest Christmas playlist that she'd play from the 1st of December and would not stop playing and, and it was like you know she absolutely loved it so Christmas will never be the same because she's not here to be there for Christmas but I also try to try and get a little bit of joy from Christmas and and be with the people that I love and and that love me because 
she loved Christmas and I don't want to lose that it's it's always hard because she should be here and she should be experiencing it as well but just try to find those little bits of of joy and happiness where you can um and treasure them because yeah they'll always be with you and and I always think I just carry her with me um with everything that I do and I'll, I'll never stop speaking about her because yeah she was the best little sister I could have asked for thank you for listening to this episode of the grief sofa podcast please subscribe rate and review to help us reach new listeners if you have enjoyed listening and would like to join us on the grief sofa please get in touch on instagram at the grief sofa or email us thegriefsofa at gmail.com